0: Two, one. Hello everybody and welcome to the Tea with Crema. I'll be one of your hosts today. My name is Chris and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma! What's up
1: y'all? And we are joined today by my best friend since college, circa 2012, UCR graduates 2016. Now Tafalele, thank you now for being here today.
2: Hi everyone. My name's now. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Chris and Emma.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I think it's been a it's been a hot minute since we've had a guest at all. I I don't know what oh well we were going through some things as a podcast (laughs) internally
1: but we were trying to grow (laughs) thank you now for joining us
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we're so glad to have you now like welcome to 2022 welcome to the tea with crema Um, before we get started with our topic today I just want to check into our beverage check so Emma what do you have to drink today?
1: To all the haters out there who said I would only be drinking green tea for the rest of the year, you might be right. But for the past four episodes, I have been drinking something that's not green tea. Uh, today, I'm drinking another Puka tea. It is called Feel New, and it's a clean fusion of aniseed, fennel, and cardamom. It's so far very good. It's kind of spicy. It tastes a little, like, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about the aftertaste, because it's definitely, like, that fennel-y, licorice-y taste, and it's not my favorite. But that's okay. Christopher, what are you drinking today?
0: Today, I have another Tea Goblin tea. So, a while ago, I had the piquant Peach, and today, I have the Sanguine Strawberry. So, I see that they, they have a theme here. I really, I so far, these are the two that I've had, and I really like this whole, like, The whole brand's presentation like the fruit themes like it's just really nice and so this one's like a green tea base with strawberries and raspberries and overall i i like this one like it's really first of all it the fruit that it says that it is is actually in the package so when we were doing like the advent calendar there were a lot of like oh it's like mango or strawberry and then like the main fruit would be something that was not that fruit so I really like the Tea Goblin because what they say you're getting is what you're actually getting. So overall, I really like this tea. Green teas are nice and really easy. And the strawberries is really nice. What about you now? What do you have to drink today?
2: I am not drinking tea. I don't drink tea, honestly. I don't remember the last time I had some tea. Um, probably from Starbucks, but that's probably not really tea. Um, I am drinking a hazelnut coffee it's like hazelnut flavored It's like a hazelnut flavored keurig pod thing and then i mixed it with some coffee bean hazelnut powder it's so good i love hazelnut um yeah it's really good yeah Ooh, what's the brand never uh, know it might
0: be a hidden sponsorship right there
2: there you go i'm not sure i think it's like dawn something i got it i got it from the store
1: so yes, we are here today. Three of us have hung out in the past in Colorado. That was kind of like the first official meeting between my two best friends. So we decided that now needs to come on the show too. Because, you know, the the Tea with Crema with now is going to be lit. Hopefully, we'll see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> because this editing is, yeah, anyway, beside the point. So today's episode is going to be focused on covid the mental impacts around covid um kind of the different responses that we've seen we are in three very different places with me being in japan now is based in la um and chris is based in texas in fort worth texas so we are kind of going to discuss like the mental impacts that happen when someone gets covid so now in chris now that we're talking about COVID, you know, we're on its however many variant that it's at. Did y'all ever have any previous scares with any of the other variants or um, what are your experiences around COVID?
0: I know very in in the beginning, I think uh, Christmas 2019, I think was my, my first scare. And I want to say it was not too long after hanging out with y'all and... Not to put, like, anyone from your family's business out there. But
1: oh, like, I was like, okay, also, it was 2020. I think I can say that story. Yes, so Christmas of 2020, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, these years just been blending together. I know, they're together. like, oh, the past three God. years, so, me. you know,
1: of COVID year one, 2020, my mom and I had gone to California, and uh it was really weird because not really weird, but Chris and I had been hanging out all the way up until I had left. And so I think I had seen him right before we had left. He had come over to the house, hung out. And we get to California and my mom is cooking and she's like, man, this like ginger is bad. It's gone bad already. And my sister and I are like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I can't smell it. And we're like, the ginger is very strong. (laughs) And she goes, what? And so we like cut off a piece and we're like, can you taste this so she took the bite and she goes no it doesn't taste like anything she ends up testing positive but at that point in the beginning it was like up to two weeks previous anyone that you had contacted or been in contact with needed to be like notified or that was like considered your like close contacts that was also my first scare too because that was the first person that i had known in my immediate family that had got it was that your first scare as well
0: that was my first and to be quite honest that's kind of been my only scare that was like yeah that was that was the one and that was still like pre, I think that was pre vaccine. That was early. Essentially, like Emma and I had committed to like, that was our pod. So it was yes. like Emma, Isaac, your mom, and me. Mm-hmm. Cause we were all in Fort Worth. And like, you know, my family was back in Austin. So it was just like, we, we hung out and that was what we did. And so it just like, that's the way it went. I think it, it ultimately, that's the, that's the big one that I've had. Cause since then, there's the vaccines and. After the vaccine, like, I was pretty confident, like, things were working out really well. And then, you know, Omicron happened and, like, that that was my game changer. But, you know, it'd be like that, so.
2: Wait, I'm trying to think, like, date-wise. Okay, so this scare was December 2020, and I think, mm-hmm. right, December 2020 mm-hmm. vaccines weren't yep. happening mm-hmm. until, like, April of 2021, I think, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Because I got my vaccine like March 2021.
2: We didn't even see each
1: other now because I think we were making plans to see each other. But because of everything Mm -hmm. that had been happening, because I had also come home that summer and we didn't see each other either because that was like at the height of it. So I think by that point, I hadn't seen you for almost a year. And I remember we were making plans for you to come down to my sister's house and to come and see me. But... Then, you know, everything happened and I was like, no, you got to stay away <laughs> because, you know, all of our parents are, like, older and things like that. But did you have any previous scares during, like, from the beginning to now?
2: I, the reason why I really wanted to see you was because I wanted to get the milk frother from your sister. That was just. sidebar. <laughs> And then I, and then <laughs> not even. And to then see I, me, I y'all. And, well, because Suko was like, "Hey, I have a milk froth," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come." And then, um, and then just things happened with Emma, and then I'm like, Ugh. and then I got it a year later, but it's okay. Um, uh, my first scare, I would, I can't think of my first scare, um. Like scare in the context of like you were you like some like someone told you like hey I had it or like I was exposed to it you should get tested like that that that's a scare right because I feel like I was like like in scare mode all the time (laughs) Um, (laughs) just stayed scared (laughs) I just stayed scared Um, no I think just recent just this year was the only scare that I had Um, like my. When like COVID started happening like big in February of 2020, that's when I started working from home like telework, and so I felt safe. And I asked um, my brother if my dad can go stay with him, especially because he was like you know older and he had like other underlying medical conditions. So, I'm, um, and Thomas and I at the time were in and out of the house a lot, um, and so I didn't want him to be unsafe, and so. I don't remember being, I just felt like I was paranoid all the time, especially going to like the stores. But it wasn't up until this year where I had a scare. Yeah, it happened around Christmas. Uh, My partner's family like let us know that they were exposed. And so like that was on Christmas Day. So obviously there wasn't any sites open because my immediate thought was like, I need to go get tested right now. Um, And so we um, found a site for the next day on the 26th after christmas and we went immediately to go get tested and then i wasn't having any symptoms to, um at all um my partner also wasn't having any symptoms and then it wasn't up until this is the 20, december 26th probably around 9 p.m where i was sneezing i'm like this is random <laughs> like I sneeze <laughs> but I don't sneeze at 9:30 p.m. when I'm about to close my eyes. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, "Why am I sneezing at 9:30 p.m?" Like this is weird. And then and then like 30 minutes later I started getting my feet started getting cold. Mm-hmm. I've never had that feeling before. That's that that's that body chill right there. <laughs> that's that bo- and you know, we you know when when I've seen the symptoms on thing on um online or people saying like I experienced like chills I'm like what does that mean like you had ice cream and you were cold or you know like what's that mean like like your hands are cold or and then but you're really hot like what's that mean and so I experienced it I'm like whoa this sucks and uh, I I felt my feet cold and then I felt my fingertips cold but like my head was hot and and then um, I was like, wow, this is weird. And at that time, at, like during that time, I didn't think anything. I didn't think anything like COVID or anything like that. And then two hours later, uh, I found out I was I got a, a email and it was like, you're positive. And I cried. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, was like, I got it. I got it. And I like I was like crying. I was like hyperventilating. And then I called my mom. I called my mom and my mom was like crying hysterically. And she was like, you got the Rona. You got the Rona. I was like, girl, I know I got the Rona. You're not going to be telling me. Oh, no. And so I think she was just she was just as shocked because we've we always have conversations about just about how we would react if we got it. I think I was like feeling really numb and I couldn't go to sleep. And then at midnight, I was fine. The next day, um, I was fine. But when I think about it, about how I got it, it's like I have no idea of how I would have gotten it, just only because I, I take the subway to work, back um, to and from work five days a week. Some um, Recently, I've been trying to take it at least only twice a week, try to keep my distance from people. I'm just grateful that I... Was able to get through it. I feel like it was more of like a mental thing for me than it was like trying to get better with I don't know like my sickness. Yeah,
1: so it was more like a mental battle, other than like than a physical battle, right? Except for that first day where you were fighting it off.
2: Yeah, because that was my first. That was my first time having a fever. I, I tried to talk to my mom about. it. I'm like, Mom, have I ever had a fever? And she was like, Maybe when you were like one or something <laughs> like that. Like so. It was just like, I feel like that having COVID, it was like, I don't know why I'm doing air quotes, but having <laughs> COVID, like, I, cause, um, because I don't feel like I, it didn't feel like much. Like, I, I always thought of it like something where I would be in the hospital, where I would be really sick and like throwing up. And, and, um, I think a part of the mental health part of like having COVID is, Like me being on social media was hard too. That's also something to consider if like your mental health is not 100% there. Um, So I wish that was something that I would have done is like taking a step back. But I felt like I was on the gram all day because I had nothing else to do in this 4 by 4 (laughs) apartment. (laughs) Okay. He was just out
1: there. So I feel like, you know, with a lot of these, like, stories, and now that it's coming out, that I feel like so many people are getting it, that we are all kind of... And people, especially, like, the three of us who had been very careful, you know, had stuck to our pods, had stuck to seeing only the people that we had to see. We're getting tested before we saw people, you know, now are getting it. Um, Chris, do you feel like your experience was similar to Now's in that way? Or was there, there any differences?
0: I think that... A, an underlying theme, you know, here in the tea with Crema is like social media is a little scary. So <laughs> gotta be gotta be mindful. We've said that before. It's just like, whoo, that social media. It began you. Um <laughs> But now my story was I okay, so for the longest time, I went to Austin, which is I think this is the second year that I went to Austin during like the COVID. Mm-hmm. And and Part of it is just like I live in Fort Worth, essentially like family free. Like my family doesn't live in Fort Worth. They all live in Austin. And in all honesty, throughout all of coronavirus, I think I have truly seen my family like four, no more than five times. Like I have really cut back on my visits to Austin. As in like my first year teaching, I went to Austin like five times in one month. I'm not saying that's healthy either, but like, you know, I, I was, I was taking coronavirus and COVID seriously. Like it yeah. was, this was no joke. I was truly only seeing Emma like outside of going to work. Yeah. Um, and like I wear my mask everywhere and all this other stuff. And so what had happened was I went home this year and we were like, Oh, let's go to the movies. And so like in my head, like we went to the movies. We went to see Spider-Man. Probably not the best choice. It was like, it was still popping at that time. So like, it was not an empty theater, which is how I usually like to go to theaters anyway. Like, I don't... Even before COVID, I was like, if I could go to the empty th- showing, I was going to go. Um, and we just happened to sit next to this lady. And what really set me off was, like, she coughed one time. And I was like, oh, no, this is... I got it. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is how it <laughs> this happens. Is, this is how it happens. This lady even coughed. Like, I done got coronavirus. This is it. Um, <laughs> I don't... I don't think that's what happened. Because, like, no one else in my family has tested positive. So, like... I don't think that's how it happened, but I will say, you know, I had, I got my booster earlier that month in December and I don't know, I guess Delta for me was not as serious just because it seemed like all of, you know, the lived experiences and the research behind it said that if you were vaccinated, Delta was not as much of a threat for you. So... I didn't really feel anything. It was fine. I only got tested after coming back from Austin as like a precautionary measure. I was like, you know, I've, I've been with people that like I don't work with and I don't see on a daily basis. So let me get tested like as a precaution. And then I had a positive result. I will say that outside of like just having the wherewithal to go get tested, I would not have known. I never had a single symptom. I did not have no fever, no chills, Mm -hmm. no loss of anything. Like, I felt fine. I felt so fine that, like, Isaac came over to quarantine because I felt... I was like, ah, I have an extra room. It's fine. He can stay there. Like, it's totally fine. I was totally fine. Tested positive was like, ah, this is weird. And so (laughs) something that, like, really stuck with me is like, man, had I just, like, not gotten tested... I definitely would have just, like, went back to work like a normal person. And, like, I still wear my my mask at work, even, like, I've just been wearing it this whole time. And, but still, I was just, like, something that I was, like, really struggling with was, like, man, had I not just gotten tested, I'd have been out here just, like, woo, you get a COVID, and you get a COVID, and, like, you all get a COVID. And so I was just, like, something that's really stressed me out this whole time, even, like, in the very beginning, I was, like, oh, man, it was never about, like, me I've always just been worried about, like, man, what if I got it and, like, gave it to someone Mm. who... And, like, my brain was always like, ah, if you get it, you'll probably be fine. Like, Mm. just reading all the, like, research, there was no real reason for me to think... There were those, like, cases of younger people dying, for sure. But my thing was, like, man, I just don't want to give it to, like, my nephew or my mom. And then Mm. they're the ones that don't make it. Like, that... That was what really like weighed heavily on me, and so I was just like, "Man, could you imagine?" Like I had gone to work and just like gave it to someone, and like they didn't make it, and like the guilt that I would have had from that. Um, but I also live in a state that like as soon as the CDC was like five days, the state was like, "Cool, five days and barely that." Like you're only gonna get those five, and then you have to go back to work immediately. Um, and so like Texas has been. High key. Wilden. Bare, bare minimum. Bare, bare, bare minimum. Like, I really want to say, like, we were one of the first states that had, like, classrooms back open, mm-hmm. like, with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the state was very quick to start, like, finding districts who were trying to, like, stay or offer virtual options. Like, it... I don't know. Like, Texas was not exactly going with the science on this one. And so... I that was something that I really struggled with like this whole time of like man I'm doing responsible stuff but like it's not fair because I still have to like go to work so like how do I balance like you're still making me go to work but on the weekends I'm supposed to be the responsible one Mm -hmm. like this doesn't make sense I don't understand so it felt I always felt like I was like living this weird like double life of like going out to work like a normal regular person but being responsible on the weekends Mm. Yeah. And that was my big like, man, I really when I was like sitting with my little my little COVID stint, I was just like, man, I really do not like how it's like everything is work.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, ah, I got to get back to work. Ah, oh, man, I got to do work, 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 work. Mm. Ah, I'm missing work. And like there was definitely a big part of me that like felt really guilty. Like the two days that I did miss out of work, I was just, like, oh, man, like I'm not getting work done or I'm mm. going to get behind on task or I can't help other people and then I had to sit back and I was like why like you have a contagious sickness right now Mm. granted you're not feeling anything but like what are you doing to like take care of you as opposed to like considering your workplace so that was my Mm. big like me versus workplace struggle in the whole thing
1: sounds like a bunch of capitalism to me (laughs) abolish the work week, y'all. Anyway, that's not my, that's that's my point. You know, I'm just going to put this out there real quick. I'm going to put my partner's business out there. But Isaac also thinks that he got it from the movie theater. He also went to go see Spider-Man with his family. And the lady next to him, like, I think she either sneezed or she coughed. And he was eating his popcorn. And he goes, and my mouth was open. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> moral of the story don't go to the movie theaters y'all or better yet just don't be sitting next to people
0: (laughs) yeah it was so like it was so real that like snl had a whole skit about people getting covid from going to see spider-man like that
2: was
0: (laughs) that's not like a me and isaac thing i swear like a lot of people were like man i got it from the movie theater going to watch spider-man like That is the exact combination that people are like, I got COVID over the holidays, not from being with my family. Nope. No, 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 no. (laughs) I got it from going to the theater and watching Spider-Man over the holidays. You know
1: what though? We were supporting Zendaya and uh, Tom Holland. So regardless. So, (laughs) you know, now that you guys have both come (laughs) out to the other side, right? Chris had to quarantine for quarantine slash isolate for five days and now had to wait until she tested negative. Did you, did you experience any mental health impact because of the fact that you guys are both physically fine, but having to stay at home?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I actually was thinking about like how I was trying to take care of myself mentally, probably a week after, like a week into quarantining. Cause like what I did from like when I tested positive, until like the 13 days I was trying to keep myself busy I was cleaning I was organizing I was just keeping myself busy I woke up no later than nine and was cleaning laundry everything until like 10 p.m. and that was just like routine every day first week of quarantine I was able to work from home Um, and then after I tested so, so throughout the 14 days, I think I tested, no lie, six times. Um, I tested positive the entire time. And so for work-wise, it was very mentally draining because they wouldn't... I wasn't able to go back to work until um, I had a negative test. But I also wasn't allowed to work from home after that first week. Um, and so... I was like very consumed with wanting to work and keep myself, keeping myself occupied. But then I had to check myself like, um, what do you, why are you so like stressed about working and like keeping yourself busy when you really should just be taking this time to chill and not do anything and be okay with not doing anything. And so I was just, I was mad at myself because I was so consumed in wanting to be occupied and like productive when I should have just sat in my feelings and just did what I had to do to just be be fine um but I was definitely like deep into my thoughts about um like mental health because I was just I couldn't sleep for a little bit like I couldn't sleep and so that's why I would just wake up really early in the morning to just forget about sleep um and so I think that was like a bad way to cope um and i also like didn't want to talk to my therapist i'm like i don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> like i was i was like i guess maybe i was in denial i feel like i was like up and down like i'm like i'm in denial this that's wrong that test is wrong let me take another one that's still that test is still wrong and i yeah it, it was definitely i don't know how else to explain it with like i was just trying to fill a void by trying to go to work and that's not how it should have been um and so Having conversations now with people who uh, who are quarantining or isolating, uh, I think one of my main tips for them is, yes, take care of yourself, obviously, if you're going through, like, chills or all those symptoms, but also, like, take this time to just just be to yourself. Like, don't think about the everyday things that you have to do, like work, because I don't think it helps. At least it didn't for me. Um, and I wish I told myself that cause it wasn't until like the day that I had to go back to work that I'm like, dang it, I should have took more time to take, to just not do anything. Cause 13 out of the 14 days I was thinking about work and how much stuff I have to do when I get back to work. And so I was pretty pissed at myself and it's not like my job was telling me to do work anyway. It was me. And I know other people don't have that privilege. Like I feel like there's other jobs that are like, can you still do this even though you're not getting paid? Blah, blah. Can you can you do this free work? And like I I was just wanting to do something to keep myself busy, and I don't think it was healthy.
0: I think I probably had like this whole mental dilemma at for like the first like two or so days, and then but your boy like. I'd be coming back from stuff like that. Like, self-care is my jam. Like, so I was like, okay, cool. I was, like, playing video games. Like, I did do some stuff for work, like, on the two days that I was out from, like, work officially. But also, like, as someone who works in education, like, it overlapped with my holiday break. So it's not like I missed too much work to begin with. Um, And so what work I did do was just to make sure that, like, you know, I also like to set myself up for success and I didn't want to go back to work because, like, one thing that I've learned is that Texas has not altered any deadlines, any expectations, nothing. So everything is still the same. So like even if I had gotten like true COVID, uh not oh, not that I did not have true COVID, symptomatic COVID. I did not have symptomatic COVID, but even if I had had symptomatic COVID, the reality was is that work wasn't going away. And so I think that was part of it. But then I also felt fine. So I was like, oh, I'll do some work. It's fine. Like, I went through the, like, hmm, am I just feeding into the machine of making me work until I die? Or do I do this work because I care for it? Or do I do this work because I care for myself and didn't want to stay late trying to get caught up on stuff that I was going to get behind on? Like, it was an, it's a real interesting balance. At the end of the day, I really just want to live on my tiny home. (laughs) on a piece of land in the middle of nowhere that's very self-sufficient so that I don't have to work for all of this stuff. But until that day, you know, I'm gonna be out here, you know, doing what I can to like have peace of mind. And so for me, like I worked while I was off to make sure that like when I was, when I went back, I wasn't like drowning in being behind. I felt guilty the whole time. I was like, I'm not supposed to be at work right now. Um, but you know, it's, It's the game. It's the system that I signed up for. Mm. Do I wish that we were in a a system that was a bit more cognizant of people's needs and feelings? Mm. Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, I don't know. Maybe California's a little bit more nicer to people. Maybe Japan's a little bit nicer to people. But Texas is like, figure it out. Like, (laughs) truly, just figure it out. Because this is a you problem. Wear your mask better. Like, buy better masks? Maybe
1: wear your mask, period.
0: <laughs> but also, like, we're not going to make you. It's not required. But, like, you know, it's kind of a you thing. It's your fault.
1: <laughs> Texas Day So well, that
0: was my... It was it was difficult. Just being in a place that, like... Oh, it just felt like I cared. Even up to this point, I'm just like, man, I still feel like I care more than a lot of the people around me all the time. Like, I will... Mm. There are still so many places that you can go right now in Texas, and most people will not have a mask on.
1: Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Target, like,
1: oh man, anywhere.
0: Yeah. And so it just, that part is just the wild part of like, man, I'm doing my part. Can y'all do what y'all are supposed to do? Like, this mm-hmm. is annoying. Like, I have put so much of my life, not necessarily on hold, like, I'm still doing stuff, but like, you know, my whole Brazil trip is at risk right now because y'all won't put on a mask. Mm-hmm. Like, do what you're supposed to do because it's getting my nerves. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I, that was my, like, conclusion. I was just like, man, I did, I wouldn't say everything that I could have done. You know, person, like, to do of everything that I could have done would have literally just to have been to not have visited my family, to have not gone to the movies, to have not gone to dinner, to have not done all these things. But considering, like, the impacts that that would have had on me personally to still be expected to like go to work, but to not do anything else to recharge or to refresh or to just like be a human with feelings. That was where I was like, nah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do stuff and I'm going to accept the risk therein. And I just, I had to figure out the way like saying that and then like actually coming to peace with it when it happens was different. So I was like, nah, I'm going to do this stuff. And like, It's going to be what it is. And then to have gotten COVID, I was like, man, that sucks. I could have done more. But then I was like, actually...
1: You did what you were supposed to do.
0: I did most of the things. I have my vaccine. I have my booster. I wear my mask.
1: I think that it's also interesting, too, because now we're seeing it on social media, right? And we're seeing it... I think that there's, like, a little bit of shame that comes with getting it, right? Because we did everything correct. And then the fact that we can, you know, succumb to it and whatever... Uh, AOC had actually tested... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had tested positive, I think, right? Like, around the same time that y'all did. And she had this really, yeah. like, po- like long post about it and talking about kind of the individualism that Chris was touching on, right? She was talking as she said, "'It's truly bizarre to me that giving a blank about other people is a polarizing political stance,' because she starts saying that a lot of the COVID rhetoric right now is very individualistic, right?' wear your mask, get vaccinated to protect yourself, go back to work even with symptoms because you're fine, right? This whole moving from 10 days to five days. And, you know, the fact that we should care about other people, but we're not. So I thought that was really interesting. But did you feel yourself as you were We're seeing a lot more people posting about their journey with COVID. Before, it used to be kind of like this thing, like, oh my god, this person got COVID. But I was just seeing them out, like, out and about living their best life. Like, they were at festivals, they were at the club, all these things. But now, these people who I share space with, who are doing the precautions, who are doing the right things, um, you know, are now sharing you know, now you shared your journey. And I think that that was kind of helpful. Do you think that you had experienced any type of shame? Or what are your thoughts on like social media shaming and kind of like documenting your journey with COVID?
2: I wonder when I thought about social media shaming those who have COVID or, you know, knocking people for like going to the club and, you know, posting about it. I thought about like, its precedence now, as opposed to, like, when COVID started, and how, like, when it first started, it's like, like, why are you out, you know, like, I feel like I, my like I'm not even gonna, like, I was definitely shaming people, more so in the beginning when it first happened, because it was very new, and very deathly. Whereas right now, you know, thankfully, we're not seeing, like, that number now, like, with, with Omicron, but um, I feel like I've, I haven't really seen that much social media shame about people posting about others like going out and being like irresponsible or like, you know, taking trips. Like I feel like a lot of people are really just going back to their normal like traveling, you know, dinner, club, you know, any outdoor like festivals and things like that. Um, and so I don't see any social media like shame on that. I, I feel like it's more welcoming now to be able to talk more about it. But I feel like I didn't, I wasn't more like aware of that until I had it. Until until I had it, I was more willing to like be more open. But I also didn't see other people posting about it, at least on my feed, that they had it. So I'm not sure if you all had any encounters with people sharing their experience. And I feel like my immediate thought is like, yeah, they're probably ashamed to show, like, to tell people their status. For me, I definitely wasn't ashamed, because I knew that I was doing what I can. Like, I I felt like, you know, like you all mentioned, you were wearing your mask, you were vaccinated, were boosted. And um, I was getting tested at least twice a week. Um, luckily, my partner works for one of the testing sites. So I was able to. And on top of that, LA County has a lot of sites to get tested and so I feel I felt like if I have the access then use it and if it's for free then do it so I was doing that um but ever since like the Omicron came out I I feel like they're really I'm not seeing any shame around it on social media I haven't personally felt any shame but I definitely did when it first started like I didn't want to go anywhere um like when it started around like February 2020 um I I'm just not sure how other people feel when it comes to sharing it and if other people feel social media is pressuring them not to tell their status if they're COVID positive or not um but I think it should be more welcoming or I mean I feel I don't know I feel like it depends on the person maybe they maybe they don't have any social media pressure and they just don't want people to know that they had it I don't know but I hope they're telling people that they had it so other people can go get tested. is <laughs> So they you know. can go do their close contact and their due diligence. Yeah. I think that
1: I definitely have not seen it very much on mine. But I think that it's also... Actually, no. I take that back. There have been people who I know have posted and are reflecting on the fact that they have post... You know, are reflecting on them doing all the things that they were supposed to do. And then still getting it and kind of working through that feeling of... Like, dang, I did everything and I still caught it, you know? So, like, there's nothing wrong in that fact of you, you know, doing what you're supposed to do. Like, COVID is a very contagious, you know, disease and sickness. And so, the fact that we're getting it after doing our diligent due diligence, like, we shouldn't shame that. We should be having these conversations about, like, how can we get through it? Like, now we have to talk about the mental impact. Like, how do we move past that? So... Any last thoughts on your COVID experience, mental or physical?
2: I will say, um, going back to work, I was um, like driving a little bit the first week. I drove, and then now I'm going like taking the subway a couple days of the week um, since I share since I share the car um, and. I feel like when we get to the root of all this, when it comes to, like, safety and, like, moving from, like, being individualistic and, like, more, like, community-focused, like, I think about the subway, and right now the subway is... A lot of people who are houseless are on it because they don't have a home and because it's cold and because it's raining. So there's no other way for them to seek, like, a home or shelter than being on the subway. And so... I was thinking about that being on the subway, like, wow, like I'm here really self-conscious and like having like anxiety attacks, like this, these past 20 minutes going on the subway. But it's like, our government like needs to address the houseless. Like they need to help these people not be on the subway. Like they're probably already sick. And then everyone else on the subway is probably getting sick. And it's just, it makes me so sad because... I've been taking the subway for probably, like, three years now, and it's always during, like, I mean, SoCal don't really have a winter, but this is during this time, these couple months, you know, most people are on the subway trying to be warm and to stay dry. And so that's also been something I'm trying to think about and how how our government should, like, help those. Or, I mean, it's just been, it's, like, it's hard because, like, we need to go to work, but then we're afraid to go to work. And then there's so many other people who are around trying to get to work. And then we come home from being around all these different types of people and then trying to get tested. It's just, I feel like it's a whole other job in itself trying to, like, think about how to take care of myself, get tested, do all these things, try to have fun, but not too much fun. Because apparently too much fun is, like... Don't be going to the movies. (laughs) (laughs) But, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, once you brought up, like, the whole privilege of being, you know, able to house yourself, like, that's, you guys were both very fortunate in the fact that you both have your own apartment, um, were able to self-isolate if you needed to. I was thinking about when Isaac tested positive, and he, we were struggling, like, trying to figure out where he could go safely, and so my mom's house wasn't an option because she has a one bedroom. Like she, there was no way that they would be able to isolate safely there. And then we were like thinking about hotels and we're like, okay, well, can you even go into a hotel? Like, is that safe for you to even be exposing yourself to hotel staff? Like, can we go to an Airbnb? And then we're like, okay, well, you have to probably divulge information if you go to an Airbnb. And then finally I was like telling Chris all of this stuff and he goes, I have an extra bedroom. And I was like, Oh my goodness, you know, like the fact that, you know, and so Chris really did save the day at the end of that, at the end of that whole debacle, because being, and not that Isaac is houseless, you know, there's no, like he has a home, but there was nowhere for him in that moment to, to isolate safely because we weren't sure if his family in Mississippi had, were able to, if he was able to go back there to isolate. He couldn't isolate in Texas. He couldn't go to his dorms. Like there was And so that really brought up a whole different side of COVID that I hadn't thought about. And like when you don't have safe spaces to isolate in, like Austin and Houston in Texas are doing a really good job where they have places where people who live in, who test positive and live in homes where, you know, it's like multi-generational or they just don't have a place to isolate at home. They give them a hotel room for as long as they need it until they can test negative. And so, but again, these are happening in these areas like Fort Worth and Austin are two different demographics politically. And so you can tell that the places that are going to be more liberal, (laughs) that's, I guess, the best way to say it, they were the ones that were providing these safe spaces for people um, to isolate in. So yeah, that was my last thoughts on that. Christopher, any last thoughts? Capitalism. I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in.
0: Nine, <laughs> you bet not. <none. laughs> uh. Keep that in. Can you say it
1: nicely, then, <laughs> so I can keep it in. Because really, though, last thoughts. Last thoughts are like, no, this is just like my
0: last thoughts are like at at the end of the day, you know, like we all work in a system, and to me, it has been made very clear that the priority is the economy. Mm. I've seen it a lot and you know even if that's not necessarily what people are saying you know when you're reading a lot about you know cnn like their news reports and things of that nature a lot of it is just like we're still reporting on joblessness and how many people don't have jobs and we're reporting about how the stock market has recovered from you know all of the covid depression that it faced and Everyone's talking about inflation rates and the supply chain shortage. And I think what's missing out of all of this is, like, yes, we're talking about the economy. But are we talking about all of the people that disappeared from the workforce because they died mm. of an infectious disease? Mm-hmm. And so, like, to what extent are we actually considering, like, the human factor? Like, we want the economy to be open, but what things have to be in place for the economy to be open? And one thing that's, like, really evident to me, because that's the industry that I work in, is education. And so reading about states that are just truly, like, bending over backwards to make sure that schools are open without doing anything to support those schools being open, Mm -hmm. like, in a realistic, tangible, long-term kind of way... I think it's just made it clear to me that, like, the system does not care for individuals. Mm-mm. Thusly, care for yourself, because, honestly, who else will? Yep.
1: Mm. That's it. That's the one. That's a great final that thought. Is the one. Okay. okay. You're
0: welcome. So. So with that, it's time for our rapid, rapid fire, fire
1: questions.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Bum, 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 bum. now since you're our guest we will let you go first what is your rapid fire question for today
2: okay I really like this rapid fire question because I've asked it to two people I thought in my head I asked it to a lot of people it's only been two okay okay if you could eat one food item for the rest of your life what would it be french fries just- french fries
1: we've actually answered this question before, but that's okay now so what would your food be that you would eat <sighs>
2: Well <laughs> when I when I wasn't when I wasn't a vegetarian, I think it was pasta, like spaghetti with some meatballs. Mm, solid, but now solid. Now I would I hmm that's a good question. Now that I am vegetarian, I think I would go with grilled cheese. I think I could eat wait, is that two things? That's one thing, right? Grilled cheese. No, that's a grilled I think cheese. I that's grilled one thing. Grilled
0: cheese.
2: I think I could do grilled cheese every day. Yeah. What about you all? Oh, you said French rice.
0: fries. I wonder if French fries was like our answer the first time. It, I feel like it was because I said that really fast. Yeah, I
2: think
1: it was. Okay, <laughs> I guess if I, had to pick, if I had to pick like a meal, a meal that I would eat mm. every day, it'd be like steak and mashed potatoes. Mm. chris if you had to pick a meal rather than a food what would it be
0: french fries i've had french fries for a meal before what's wrong with you like french fries yeah
1: <laughs> i think we also had you could do anything with well, french I like, fries then we ended up having a conversation on the versatility of french fries and how you can have different cut of french i was
0: like fries. you could have cheese fries garlic parmesan fries like, literally <laughs> <the same exact laughs> what are you talking they, about <laughs> okay, like,
1: <laughs> it's like deja vu anyway christopher what is your <laughs> rapid fire question for today
0: Okay, so my rapid fire question is like specifically designed for this episode oh. because just oh gonna go ahead and put everyone's business out there. I don't know if y'all been following along on social media, but now and Emma are engaged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we sure are.
0: Y'all both are. So I my was waiting for you to is... finish
2: the sentence. Like engaged in what? Like so you like <laughs> engaged engage.
1: engaged in illicit. To optimi. be married. <laughs>
0: not engaged to be married and so today my question is obviously like when you're like marriage is something that people think about like even before they are engaged but i want you to think right now today the one non-negotiable that you have for your wedding like this is gonna happen in your wedding no matter what like what is that non-negotiable
1: oh man oh i think my non-negotiable is that we are writing our own vows (laughs) That has always been my thing. Like, even before Isaac and I had, like, even began discussing getting married, like, getting married, like, for real, for real, you know, not, like, when we're, like, 16, like, oh, my God, we're gonna get married. No, it's always been that you're gonna write your own vows, and mine are gonna be funnier. Just kidding. (laughs) But I I think that that's always been, like, my thing. Like, I've always wanted us to have our own vows. Yeah, that is my one non-negotiable. Oh, and also that no one can wear white. If anyone looks more fly than I do, they're, they're getting kicked out. That's it. I don't care. Chris will be Chris will be the bouncer and he will kick anybody we're gonna do a fit check. you know whoever's coming in wearing white they better be turned away at the door and if I see them as I'm walking down the aisle I will kick both of your butts <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay now do you have any non-negotiables well at this time Thomas and I don't want a wedding um but I say at this time because we don't have a date things could change aka I've been changing my mind like every day Christopher do you have any non-negotiables for when you get married
0: Yes, I have two. Yes.
2: Let's hear it. Number one.
0: Yes. One. One, there will be a dance number. All, oh, like, on, and, like, all of the, like, whatever, the wedding party, like, everyone's dancing, and I dare you to try not to. Um, and the second is that I will not do events, like, objections, drama, like, I, it, no. Find another place because it will not be my wedding. Like, I I promise Wait, you. Wait, what? What's that? Will,
2: Events? What do you mean?
0: There will be no one there who's going to do anything that makes me feel as though... No drama. You are doing... There's no drama. Like, oh, no. okay, 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 okay. If you had... You had plenty of time to object. Mm. And even if you didn't have time to object, I clearly did not want you to object. So sit down. Mm. <laughs> there will be no, no baby mama drama. There will be no baby <laughs> daddy drama. There will be no... Ex-boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, nah. Like, there will be a guest list. And if you are not on it, you cannot come. Mm. Like, it's, mm -mm. you know, it's very similar to Emma. It's like, I'm not here for, she's not here fashionably for that. But, like, I'm not here for anyone.
1: No shenanigans.
0: Anyone who tries to repose at my wedding. try to propose at my wedding if you want to
1: i don't understand that okay i'm sorry i have to like talk about that really quick i do not understand when people propose at other people's weddings i think that that is so rude and even when people are like oh it's fine like it's my best friend or Mm -hmm. oh it's my little sister no because then it just got overshadowed also now they just got free photography which i just paid for which again i'm not about to be rude and selfish like if it happened yes i would allow that but no
0: oh no 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 this day is my happened? no ma'am no ma'am as soon as i see someone on their knees i don't care if they're picking a drink up off the floor they have to go like you have to go we have wait staff for that like get off the floor i'm not doing this goodbye
2: Mm -mm. oh my gosh i always wonder why people do that though right like it's not okay it's not cute either it's like oh gosh okay no, ma'am. I think what we're going to have to bring back now for when we
1: start talking about wedding stuff, because we have very similar experiences in... We both got... I mean, we were proposed to within four months of each other? Yeah. A pandemic wedding is something that no one should ever have to plan. But, you know, we out here trying to do that. So... We can still leave, Emma. We could... You know, we could still get out, like... Just kidding. I really do need time. my I really do need my husband to come see me because I should not be in this big <laughs> ass apartment with no husband. There <laughs> <laughs> should not just be me. So I'm not leaving, promise Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> <public>. <laughs> but uh yeah. Okay, sorry y'all. What's your I'm just trying fire to question? I'm yeah, I was like, I'm trying to wrap this up. Um my rough and fire question is nowhere near as fun as y'all's, but mine is what is your least favorite drink?
0: Dr. Pepper. <gasps>
1: I was gonna say the same thing. I hate Dr. Pepper, and that's such a that's such a Texas drink. no I was actually gonna say like like Lacroix, like seltzer water. Sorry, now I know how much you love seltzer water, but that is my least favorite.
0: I have a whole list. I can't stand Lacroix. I can't stand Dr. Pepper. I don't like cranberry juice. I love like... cranberry
1: juice, <laughs> especially with some mm-mm, little of alcohol in it.
0: <laughs> it's so bitter. It's so gross. Oh, I, do you not? No, do you like
1: cranberry cocktail? that's like the same. i don't know what the difference is cranberry like juice it. itself is like it very is. Bitter. yeah i understand that now do you have a least favorite drink
2: i recently tried eggnog and yeah, it's not good um uh, <laughs> like it's so disgusting it's terrible oh you know my loves- god, god it's did-
0: awful my
1: sister loves eggnog why did people hype? my brother up? loves it <laughs> it's nasty i don't it's- like I- it i
0: don't know it's gross it's, it's really like it's ferm- like it's like over fermented egg and milk. I just
2: And it's not even like custardy, people. it's like yucky. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, I would say eggnog. Like syrup, but not uh, I just ooh, it just wasn't good. Okay, Tea, eggnog. Apparently. No, tea's good. I just I need I need to give more I need to give it a chance more. It's just it's just not my first choice. Okay, so eggnog <laughs> and 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 root beer, okay? No root beer. I love
0: root beer. I can't stand root beer either. I love root mm-mm.
1: beer, especially root beer flavored candies. Yum. Y'all are haters. Uh,
0: like y'all both get me in different ways. Like, I can't stand root beer. I can't stand Dr. Pepper. I can't stand cranberry juice. I can't stand eggnog. It's too much. I, yeah.
1: mm-mm,
0: not about yeah. it.
2: But I could do root beer flow. It's weird. I could do root beer flow. I just, like, oh, yeah, just the ice cream part, but not drinking it. Just oh my not, God. not drinking my it. Just the ice cream beer. part. Yum
0: all right everybody so if they want to reach out to you now how would people get in contact with you
2: you can follow my plant page it's called now let's plant
0: emma where can people find the podcast
2: you can find us on instagram
1: and twitter at the tea with crema you can also find us anywhere that you can stream your podcasts we are also newly on youtube so don't forget to like and subscribe if you'd like to buy us a cup of tea you can venmo us at the tea with crema we hope to see you next time